This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. On the 90th birthday of Queen Elizabeth, we're inviting your calls, your tributes, your memories, and your thoughts of our Queen. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740 or one 740 We'll also be talking about the life of Queen Elizabeth with royal watcher Richard Berthelsen. And that will be a fascinating conversation, I promise you. But first, the rulings in the Mike Duffy trial. So far, and you've just heard from Bob Comsick there in breaking news, that two more charges against Mike Duffy, one count each of breach of trust and fraud under $5,000, have been dismissed. As the embattled senator at the center of the long-running Senate expense scandal learns his fate in an Ottawa courtroom today, Earlier, Charles Viancourt, the Ontario Court Justice, dismissed the first two of 31 charges. So he's now addressed uh, four of 31 charges with 27 remaining. The Globe and Mail's Jane Tabor has been watching this trial with interest from the beginning and joins us on the line. Hi, Jane. Hello. Hi, Jane. Uh, Is this an indication that the remaining 27 charges will be dismissed? I don't think we can say that yet. I think that we're just uh, in the um, in the thick of it right now. It's it's a 308 page judgment. Apparently, this trial went on for more than a year. So he's dealing with uh, you know some of the residency issues right now, um, some of, some of the trips, and uh, we'll we'll see how it proceeds. I always find judges have a way to turn things when you least expect. <laughs> well, he said at the beginning he found Duffy to be a credible witness yeah. and disagrees with the Crown's allegation that the senator misrepresented the status of his residence in PEI. That makes you at least feel that he's somewhat empathetic with Duffy. Yeah, and, and I always thought that, that during the case that uh, Mr. Mike, Mike Duffy's lawyer, Donald Bain, uh, was very effective in pointing out how loosey-goosey the rules were in the Senate around residency. And that's, that's sort of how I always felt when, when I was covering Parliament Hill, that the, there was a, it, was almost, it felt like almost gentleman's agreement that things were done in the Senate that um, were never really clear or written down. It was something, rules that had evolved over the years and, uh, and not, you know, not, not into the 21st century, as, as I think is going to happen now, that, the, that this will all change. And exactly what you're saying is what the justice also addressed this morning. He said evidence supports the conclusion that senators received very little or no meaningful education or training when it comes to the rules governing residency requirements. Exactly. And, and Jane, even the prime minister said himself that uh, I think there was some comment that the, the judge referred to uh, in, in, in the testimony that uh, the Prime Minister said, oh, well, the, the PEI thing will get figured out, that people, that people did believe that, uh, that Mike Duffy was from Prince Edward Island. So if you're getting that kind of 
testimony um, or hearing those kinds of words from a prime minister. I mean, the prime minister did not testify, but I think it came out um, that, uh, you know, that that's coming right from the top. We're also just learning that uh, counts five and six have been dismissed. So it could be that we'll start to get uh, many of the charges will be rattled off fairly quickly. Yeah, it is coming very quickly now. Yes. What about the bribery charge? That's kind of a whole different thing stemming from the decision by the former chief of staff to Stephen Harper to pay the 90 grand personally. Yeah, that one, that one I feel is a, is a little bit trickier. But what I find so interesting in, in that one, and I'll be interested to hear what the judge says, is that Nigel Wright, the former chief of staff, was never, was never charged. And he was the other part of the, uh, of the, um, of the so-called you know, bribery or what, a bribery charge. He was the one who gave the $90,000 to Mike Duffy. And it was always curious, and, and it was, I don't think it was ever figured out why there was never any charges laid against him. So it will be interesting to see how the judge interprets that. Right, because you would think in a bribery situation, someone is doing the bribery, and based on what we know, it would appear that Nigel Wright was the one who was doing the bribing and that Duffy accepted the bribe. Well, yeah, I always figured with a bribery, charge, a bribery it, would t- it takes two people, and in this yeah. case, only one person was charged. Right. So it's it's kind of weird. Now, regardless of, of the ruling on all 31 charges, and we know so far that six of them have been dismissed, how will the ruling, whatever the outcome, affect change in the Senate? Well, they're talking about it, it, it now. Apparently, you know, a lot of the, the discussion is, is around um, figuring out uh, a better way of, 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 running, of running the Senate. I, I think Canadians um, have had enough uh, of, of the Senate in, in, in many ways because of what has come out as a result of all of this. And, and you know, Jane, if Mike Duffy is, if nothing happens, people will be wondering, you know, what, what, what should change, what should really change in the Senate, how, how should we really deal with this? Because a year has been spent on talking about all of this, and, and yet you wonder if, if the outcome will affect anything really dramatic. I think that uh, it, it, it's hard for a prime minister or government to, to, to abolish the Senate. I mean, it, there's just so much constitutional, so many constitutional issues involved, but uh, something really has to give with this, and, and it has to become a more professional working place. And maybe there will be a snowball effect, too, because we still have two senators facing charges and possibly a third with Pamela Wallen. Yeah, but if nothing happens with this, I wonder... Right. How they proceed with with the other stuff. I mean, I, I just uh, it's 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 so curious, and it just feels right now with six charges dismissed, it feels like it was a big waste of time so far. That's uh, probably what uh, Canadian taxpayers are going to be saying in the coming yeah. days. Jane Tabor of the Globe and Mail, thank you for your time. Thanks very much for asking me. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.